Good morning, Goldendale, and hello to all of my fellow liberty-loving Americans all across the fruited plains from sea to shining sea. This is the host who loves you the most, Luke Throop, here on another fine, fabulous, fantastic Friday for Torch Report 428. Today, somewhere between conspiracy and speculation, we shall we shall find some uh, some plausible explanations for what the hell is going on in the world. But in order to question the unthinkable, we must first remain skeptical, at all times remain skeptical, and of course be willing to consider some of the conspiracies. Now, we're going to get into it pretty deep here today, friends, and I, I just want to kind of start out, you know, with a little explanation here, because as many of you know, if you've been with me for a while, I don't like to dabble too deeply into the realm of hardcore conspiracy, right? I come across all kinds of information that I feel is just a little bit sketchy at best sometimes, and some of the theories that get tossed around, I believe, are in fact laughably absurd. Other theories have some skosh of plausibility. But, you know, if I personally, if I can't point directly to a reputable primary source, if I cannot deduce the truth from direct observation, I tend to set it aside for the sake of personal rumination. I may develop my own opinion about things, but you know, I, I'm not necessarily going to share that unless I feel like I can, can substantiate it. Does that make sense? You know, there are things that I'm I'm willing to entertain at the personal level that may not seem palatable to some people. I understand. And of course, you know, the, the reciprocal is true. There are, there are things that other people entertain that don't seem particularly palatable to me. But in my mind, I think it should be like that for all of us, right? I mean, I believe that it's absolutely critical. We each think for ourselves. We share our information and we develop our own informed perspectives, which is the exact opposite of groupthink, right? So everybody on the left, the collective left, you know, the collective hive mind, it's all about everybody thinking the same and believing the same. And if you don't, you're ostracized. Here in the astute listening audience of the Torch Report, friends, I respect your intelligence. And if I respect your perspective, even if we don't uh, agree on things, that's just fine. I would love to hear from you. I value the information that you share with me. So thank you. You know, uh, on uh, at least in in... The circles I run in, you know, there's no expectation that everyone agree on everything. And I kind of think that's a hallmark of of those who love liberty, who value mutual respect and just letting people, you know, come to their own conclusions. All that to say, friends, I do take pride in being willing to say the quiet parts out loud sometimes. You know, I, I am always willing to risk my reputation to explain some of the sketchier aspects of the globalist agenda, like the desire to reduce the human population, of course. I've been saying that a lot longer than Kamala Harris has been saying it, but I've been pointing out that's happening. And I know it sounds crazy, but it's true. And I, I, I'm willing to put myself out there in that way in order to shine light on the facts that are not being covered by the legacy media, the lamestream mainstream media. And by putting those facts out there and then writing the report with all the links to the primary sources, my desire is to normalize some of the sticky conversations that are difficult to have because people don't want to, you know, people don't want to sound like a conspiracy theorist or what have you. So by putting the facts out there, 
we can, you know, about, you know, some of the bigger issues like weaponized AI and depopulation and the new world order, all of that. I, I, we can normalize that by talking about it and pointing back, consistently pointing back to their words, not mine. This is the truth. It's in the record. It's on paper. It's documented fact. So, friends, in essence, I don't really care if people think that I'm crazy. I'm here to present to you the evidence and the data that justifies and substantiates everything I'm about to say at, on any given day. And if I'm wrong, tell me I'm wrong. But in, in doing this, I strive at all times to steer clear of uh, the questionable sources, sources that may mix some elements of truth with a whole bunch of malarkey. And there are lots of sources out there that are like that. Sometimes uh, I come across stuff and it's like, oh, that that looks pretty good. But if you check out the website, it's like 80% crap and, you know, just a few things in there that may be accurate. So I don't put those links in the reports because I don't want to send someone down a rabbit hole that has no bottom. I believe that people can and will plumb the depths of these mysteries and scratch that itch some other time, you know, of their own volition. But here and now, friends, as as is with every torch report, again, my intention is to put the most pertinent facts on the table to bring the most pressing issues front and center. And in the podcast, I always elaborate a little bit. I opine in greater detail than I, I put in the write-up. You know, in the write-up, I put the links to back up my claims and all of that. So if you've been reading along but not listening along, please know you're missing out on at least part of the conversation. So anyway, friends, how's that for a, a gentle ramp up into the raging insanity of the day. The only thing that's raging more than the Maui wildfires is the insanity of it all. So let's go ahead and jump right in. We're going to dive in head first because yesterday I pointed out that there were many things about the Maui fires that just didn't add up. And as it turns out, you know, there are plenty of other people out there picking up on some of these same things. And this led to some very interesting information coming my way. Right. And as I started digging into what other people's perspectives were on this, there's consensus in certain circles that this whole thing uh, in, in Lahaina and all that is really evidence of a direct energy weapon attack, a DEW, a direct energy weapon attack against one of the most popular tourist destinations in the world. And the explanation for that is, hey, what better way to bolster the drooping climate crisis narrative, right? I mean, Al Gore's hockey stick didn't come true. Greta, uh, Greta Thunberg, you know, all of her, you know, hysterical screeching hasn't come true. So they're kind of boosting it up a little bit. How about just scorching an entire historic uh, popular destination with, say, a direct energy weapon? Now, friends, I am aware that on its face, the assertion that someone, that some entity, that some state actor actually scorched this historic Hawaiian village with a with a direct energy weapon. I know that that sounds absolutely, completely outrageous. Luke, it's preposterous. It's absurd. But friends, is it really? I know that. Uh, anyone who sticks fairly close to Fox News or some of the other closer to the mainstream outlets would be likely to see 
this talk of directed energy weapons as unhinged crackpot conspiracy. So I just want to, you know, tip my hat to that crowd. I know that because I've spent most of my life in that crowd. So I'm not judging. You know, most of the time you're out there working, bing bopping along, you pick up a little news here and there. You can discern what comes from the left and the right. But maybe, you know, people didn't realize that Fox and CNN or they've got the same boss and all that kind of stuff. But there is other information out there that's not covered in any of the mainstream outlets. And that's what we're going to get into today. All of this talk about directed energy weapons, DEW, as crazy as it sounds, there is a solid uh, mountain of evidence that these these technologies do in fact exist. So again, you know, I, given the fact, friends, I, I didn't realize this was true until I spent countless hours digging through government documents. But uh, given those countless hours digging through government documents, I know that space-based weapon systems do in fact exist. I've reported on it previously, and I did put the links in today's report as well. The evidence to support the, the potential for a direct energy weapon to be used can be found directly in the congressional record, specifically House Bill 2977 from October 18, 2001. It outlines exactly what these space-based weapon systems actually are. And it says the term weapon and weapon systems means a device capable of any of the following. Damaging or destroying an object whether it's in outer space or the atmosphere of the earth. And they can damage or destroy an object by firing one or more projectiles to collide with that object. They can destroy objects by detonating one or more explosive devices in close proximity to that object. But here's the third way that they can damage and destroy things with space-based weapon systems, all right? The way that they can destroy things is by directing a source of energy. I'm reading directly from the congressional record. They can damage and destroy an object by directing a source of energy, including molecular or atomic energy, subatomic particle beams, electromagnetic radiation, plasma, extremely low frequencies, ultra low frequencies. This is the ELF and the ULF energy radiation. They can direct these energies. Okay, against whatever object they want, what other person or, or population, it goes on to say other words. And then they also add this, this cool little part here. It says, or any other unacknowledged or yet undeveloped means. Okay, that that's, you know, just to set the record straight. You know, this is coming straight out of the Space Preservation Act of 2001, specifically discussing directed energy weapon systems that may or may not be space-based. You know, all this directing molecular and atomic energy and subatomic particle beams and electromagnetic radiation and plasma beams and stuff. I mean, if that's not enough to uh, to stimulate some curiosity there, to get your, you know, perk your ear like, what the hell are they doing up there, you know? Friends, all of this stuff has been on the record. It's a lot to chew on. But this is this is information that's coming from 20 years ago. And if you'd like to deep dive into the into this topic, I did put some some links to prior reports there for you. But let me just ask you this. What do you think about the government having these space-based technologies? Do you think they just developed, say, the uh, subatomic particle beams and electromagnetic radiation? Did they just develop that for fun just to see if they could? You know, wonder what we could do. Hey, boss, let's try this. You know, do you think 
that they launched these weapons systems into space and played around with them a little bit, and then they kind of decided, ooh, geez, whoops, kind of slip of the button there, accidentally scorched, you know, you know, evaporated an entire town or something like that. We probably, we probably should remove these space-based weapon systems. What do you think was going through their heads? Why do you think, why, oh, why do you think they decided to pass House Bill 2977 over 20 years ago? They passed that bill specifically to terminate and remove these weapons systems from space. Did I make that up? Is that crackpot conspiracy? No, that's congressional record. House Bill 2977 2977, over 20 years ago said they need to terminate and remove these space-based weapons systems. So, you know, the president shall remove from space and immediately order the permanent termination of research and development, testing, manufacture, production, and deployment of all space-based weapons systems. Holy smokes. So let's get back to Lahaina. What happened over there in Maui? What happened in Lahaina exactly? Oh, brah, Lahaina went broke, Lorette. What's the number for the kind? <laughs> Friends, we're not going to know for sure. How can we ever know for sure? Will we ever know for sure? Probably not. But the speculation on this, and that, that it could have been a directed energy attack, it's not off the table, especially given what we just, you know, just looked at here, right? Nor is the speculation that it could have been caused by a string of electric vehicles igniting one after another and burning so uncontrollably that it burned the whole damn town to the ground. That's a plausible explanation. Really, either explanation is only about as outrageous as the official narrative that this is from, you know, hurricane winds that were whipped up from 700 miles away. Yeah, right. Okay. But friends, I don't want to get stuck on this here. You know, there's there's no need to get lost in the weeds here. What what caused the fire? We don't really know. But there are several practical lessons that we can extract from this terrible situation. First and foremost, I think, is that we can all rest assured that we only know what they want us to know. That's the power of censorship. But, you know, as of today, ultimately, all the access to Lahaina town is blocked off. That's according to HawaiiNewsNow.com, little excerpt quote, on Thursday, that would be yesterday, Maui police said residents are not being allowed back into Lahaina because the area simply isn't safe. Active firefighting and search and recovery operations continue. There are also biohazard and other safety concerns, said the police, period, end quote. So, you know, I, I read that and I understand there are legitimate reasons to evacuate places. There are legitimate reasons to keep people out of an area, especially if it's, you know, toxic biohazard stuff. But what I want to point out here is that no one in the general public really knows what's happening in Lahaina because no one in the general public is allowed to be there and see for themselves. Thus, by extension, you know, this, this exact scenario could really play out anywhere. There's a there's a great, terrible atrocity. It gets locked down. Nobody from the general public is allowed to go in there and see, no, not even news reporters. All they get is the PR uh, talking points, right? And then those PR talking points then ripple out through the media. So all we know is what the media is telling us based on the PR talking points, not based on actual boots on the ground, eyes on the scene. You see what I mean here? So, you know, some terrible atrocity makes the headlines, but nobody's really able 
to investigate the situation. Least of all me or you or us, we who are thousands of miles away. And that could happen anywhere in the United States. It could happen anywhere in the world. Therefore, because of all of this, really, the only explanation is the official explanation. It's the official explanation plus the various conspiracy theories that one may choose to examine or not. And personally, being the exceptionally curious peasant that I am and looking into some of the things that were shared my direction, I noticed there were quite a few people who were linking the DEW theory, directed energy weapon theory, to the utter destruction of Paradise, California, back in November in 2018. So they're linking what happened in Lahaina, Maui, to the destruction in Paradise, California, a few years back, five years back now, November 2018. And, you know, pointing out, people are pointing out, you know, how much of the burn damage, especially the burnt vehicles and the stone buildings and stuff, it looked very, very similar. Now, again, you know, people are throwing that out there as speculation. Some people will call it conspiracy. I would say we'll never really know for sure. But just take a quick peek here. I did put some pictures in the report today, friends. Hey, friends, uh, please know if you're listening on a podcast platform, you just have to go to thetorchreport.com. Check out Torch Report 428. You'll see the pictures of, you know, uh, you know, just burnt cars, burnt buildings. So, you know, take a quick peek at those pictures if you're following along on the report today. And in tell me, you know, this wildfire that allegedly burned buildings and cars to the ground. I'm talking about the one in Paradise, California. If you take a look at the pictures, you'll note that the leaves and the pine needles next to the car didn't burn. There are still green leaves in the tree right next to it. Interesting. You know, stone and metal, you know, burnt to the ground, you know. So that said, how is it possible that these flimsy signs over at Jack in the Box and at Burger King, how is it possible that those did not melt or get burned? If it really was a blazing inferno just ripping through town, I saw one article said the flames were moving at the rate of 200 football fields per minute. Just a wall of inferno scorching the earth. How is it that the Jack in the Box little flimsy flag didn't get burned? Same with the, the Burger King sign here, which is right next to a bush that's just charred. How did that not melt or get burnt? It just is hard to comprehend. So I'm not jumping to any conclusions here, friends. What I'm saying is that the people who are pointing out the similarities between Maui and Paradise, California, they might be onto something. There is definitely something strange that seems to be going on. There are some inexplicable coincidences, if you will. So let's just take a step back and assess what, in fact, do we know? Well, first, we know that space waste weapon systems do, in fact, exist, as in DEW does, in fact, exist. Second, we know these systems are, in fact, capable of direct energy attacks because we just read it from the congressional record. Third, we know that both fires are, were and are being used to advance the climate crisis narrative, i.e. motive. Fourth, both fires happened so suddenly, like all of a sudden, you know, emergency warning systems failed. Well, how did that happen? You know, hmm. And then the fifth thing I'll point out here is that both fires required military cleanup. Required National Guard coming in and all FEMA coming in, federal forces coming in and pushing the residents out. So military cleanup without the residents present. Friends, these are interesting facts, right? When you just kind of throw it on the table like that. So 
Then you pull in some reports that say, gosh, it looked like a bomb went off. You know, other victims felt like they were, you know, safely away from the vegetation and all that. But the fire came upon them like a blowtorch. <laughs> blowtorch, right? And so, you know, I, I'm sure it's just all circumstantial, friends, but doesn't it make one curious? How did these massive fires suddenly spring out of nowhere without setting off the early warning systems, kind of like a bomb going off, and then scorch the entire towns to the ground just like a blowtorch while simultaneously leaving some highly flammable items strangely untouched? I don't know. Never mind all of that, friends. (laughs) I've gone far enough down the rabbit hole for today to know, you know, the answers are out there for those who would seek them. But I think, you know, warning here, the excursion into these alternate interpretations, uh, alternate interpretations of reality. Really, this is not for the faint of heart. Just remember one thing, friends. We only know what they want us to know unless we have the courage to question everything. And as fun as it is to dig into the happenings, to poke around the propaganda in search of truth and do our best to refute the warped official narrative, friends, sometimes the best thing we can do is just let it lie. Walk away and embrace today. Be grateful you haven't been zapped by a space-based weapon or struck by a bolt of lightning, friends. As long as you are not in Lahaina, chances are life is still good. So get out there and make the most of it. And that is the message of my heart for today. Friends, if you're enjoying this podcast, please take the time to find that little heart on the website. Click the heart and give me some love. Subscribe if you have not subscribed already. And of course, the greatest honor of all is if you share this podcast with everyone you know. Get out there and embrace the rest of this fine, fabulous, fantastic Friday. And I'll look forward to talking to you again soon. 